This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. So what do you like to do when you're not racing? Is it bad because when but I'm there's not nothing racing, else. <laughs> is it bad? Because I'm always at a racetrack. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, I like to go back home. I love to be with my family. You know, they still live in Pensacola, Florida. So I go home, go to the beach. Welcome to Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Welcome to Fast Lane Family presented by Charlie Soap. If you haven't checked out their wonderful line of six products, do so now at charliesoap.com. The products range from indoor and outdoor cleaner, kitchen and bath, and several products to get your laundry done. My most favorite part, they are all safe, non-toxic green products. I'm finding every day a new use for their products, and Amanda's got a story to share later about a cleaning project that she embarked on this past weekend. This week in studio, I'm excited to bring an aspiring NASCAR female racer to the show, Joanna Long. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm so excited to talk with you. We have not got to spend a lot of time together, although if you would look at our Twitter feed over the last year, people would probably think so. Yes, Twitter. <laughs> you got a lot of fans out there. It's awesome. You know, Twitter <laughs> is a big part of, I guess you can say NASCAR and keeping up with the fans, but also like you guys, you know, how y'all reach out is really, really cool. Yeah. Like you said, you would think that we would have known each other for a while just just by tweeting each other back and forth. So exactly. It's really neat. It is cool. There's lots of folks out there that are tweeting for you daily. Put Joanne in a car. Put <laughs> Joanne in a car. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about racing. And, um, you know, uh, I know you're from Pensacola. And racing is big in Pensacola. A lot of heritage there in racing. Um, so talk about how you got started and your involvement. Well, my dad raced um, when I was a little girl. And he was always traveling um, with the Southern All-Star Series. And at five years old my dad took me to a couple of go-kart races and he joked around about it a lot but at age eight that's when he finally started thinking about it and that's when I um, started racing go-karts I raced go-karts for about four years um, and it was just so much fun I got hit by the bug you know I tried the ballet I tried the softball I just was not cutting it for me (laughs) was not cutting it Um, So then, you know, it just kicked off. I went to a legend car um, for about a year after my four years of go-karts. And my dad didn't know too much about the legend cars um, because he was a big late model racer. So at 13 years old, um, I got into a stock car and I started racing those. And that's that's when I thought to myself, wow, maybe this could um, be a career for me. And I just started getting more serious about it and started winning races and championships. And, you know, then I got into the NASCAR world, which was really neat how it all shaped together. So talk about your experience. You really started seeing success in um, your late models, but then you ran ASA, ARCA, Mm -hmm. pro late models. And talk about your success there, wins, championships. Um, When I was 13 years old, I remember winning my first race um, at Off Alabama and never thought I would win my first race um, in my first year of racing late models. So that was really neat. Um, in 2008, um, I won my first ever um, Pro Late Model Championship at Five Flag Speedway, and that was in a Pro Late Model. Um, that next year, in 2009, um, my dad put me in a Super Late Model, and I won that championship at Five Flag Speedway and um, the Gulf Coast Championship. So that was that was really neat. You know, you raced you race with awesome racers across the country in the Super Late Model racing racing world so just being able to win two championships in my second year of late models was awesome yeah I mean set that up for people you know people listening you know you're talking about being 13 and 14 and 15 so they're assuming that you're racing against the same age kind of people you're not no they're <laughs> all old I'm the youngest one <laughs> all right now don't call them old I'm double your age now <laughs> no not old I'm just a little bit older um no I definitely raced with um guys um, 25 years old to 50 years old because I raced with my dad um, my first year of late model or super late models 
me and my dad were racing against each other. So that was that was a fun point of our life. Um, but you definitely race with a lot of older people. But I feel growing up as a race car driver, I feel like you learn so much for veterans like that. That helped me out a lot. Yeah, definitely. So what was it like for you um, kind of putting your crew together and things like that? Because I know when I raced late models back in the mid-90s, it was hard to get help. Oh, yeah. You know, it was hard to get guys to believe in you to go along with you. Mm -hmm. And my female friends, you know, uh, you don't grow up working in shops and yeah. knowing about cars and that kind of thing. So Yeah, it is definitely really hard, especially um, in 2009. I traveled so much. I probably missed 50 days of high school. I... You know, you have to ha you have to hire guys to go travel because and it's hard for them because they leave their families for so long and just driving on the road and going to di different racetracks. But, you know, it's really cool. Like they've been with the same guys that worked for me since I was 2000 in 2008 are still with me today. Awesome. Um, so I have about four guys that would do anything for me. And that's been with me since I was a little girl. So it's really neat. Oh, that's really cool. So what are you doing today? I know you've raced the nationwide series last year and you know, then that didn't come back together for you this year. So what's racing for you today and what are you working on for the future? You know, it's really hard. Um, not being at the nationwide races. It's, you know, you get so used to going every single weekend. It's not like you take things for granted, but you just get used to things. And for two years or for four years, you know, racing in the truck series and, and then the nationwide series, you get so used to it. And this year when ML Motorsports, um, the 70 car didn't come back, it was it was a depressing in a way, you know, just not being at the racetrack all the time. But you have to take a step back and really focus on what you really want. And, you know, I'm still racing. Um, I'm racing my late model every second I can get. It doesn't matter what, what it is, you know, I'm at a racetrack, um, if it's just watching or, or, or racing myself. Um, but it's, it's definitely tough, um, but we're working extremely hard to find sponsorship um, to get me back in a nationwide car or any of the touring series. Um, so hopefully it will happen soon. I'm definitely not giving up. Yep. You're still young. I was looking at your bio and all, and, and I'm like, gosh, she's only 22. <laughs> I just turned 22. I know. <laughs> I saw that at the end of May. <laughs> so, um, you know, time is on your side, which is a good thing. So talk about being a female, and, and I've had tons of conversation. I, I just had um, Wendy Venturini on last week, and um, just talking about, you know, using that to your advantage and when it's a disadvantage and how do you balance that? You know, I talk about sitting on the fence and saying you don't want to call it out, but it is unique and special in our, in our sport. So how do you feel about that? It is very unique because um, you don't see a lot of females, but you there's a lot more coming along, like your daughter. You know, just mm -hmm. seeing her want it so bad reminds me of, of me when I was a young girl. And you see a couple of girls coming around and, and taking it serious, which is, which is awesome, but there isn't a lot of them. I don't look at myself as a female driver. We don't like to, I guess, right. when you're at the racetrack. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's, really, it's really neat because a lot of females do look up to you and, and want to know how you got started and how to get in the sport. And I feel like it is big for our sport. More females do need to be involved. Yep, they do. We, uh, you know, we talked about uh, with Wendy getting to that 50-50 balance where you don't have to call it out. Mm -hmm. Because behind the wheel of the car, you're a race car driver, mm -hmm. you know, no matter whether you're female or male. But there are things that can work to your advantage. You know, as a female, there's a whole different market of sponsors that you can tap mm -hmm. into if we can just get their attention. And yep. then get the team around and, and get the team to want to believe in uh, the fact that you can do it. And you showed a lot of promise, you know, in the 70 car, which not a top five running car, but you were very competitive in that car and tons of people out there think you got it so hopefully you can put something together yeah I hope so uh, like I said we work hard and I just eat sleep and breathe racing I love it so much and 
you know, it's not doing it every week, and it is hard for me, but hopefully some, someone would recognize, and hopefully I'll get the opportunity again. But if not, you know, I'm really thankful for everything that I've gotten over the past years. You know, my family has done, done an unbelievable job with me growing as me growing up and just wanting something so bad. I guess it means really a lot to me. So uh, do you hang out with Kenny Wallace much? I do. <laughs> his, he is like my second father, I oh, guess you can say. Awesome. No, I, I hang out with them a lot. You know, he's a, a role model to me. You know, he helps me out a lot. I remember going to his house um, after I knew that I wasn't going to be back in the Nationwide Series. And he, he sat me down. He's like, Joe, let's just talk about this. You remind me, he said, of me when I was younger. And I can just see how how bad you want it in your face. Just don't give up. And you know, he's he's a great role model to me, and he gives me awesome advice. Yeah, he's been through so much in the sport that he has a lot of experience to share. Oh, yeah. And just funny as can be being around him. That's <laughs> oh, why yeah. I just see sometimes the interaction on Twitter between you two, and I'm oh, like, yeah. they must spend a lot of time together. <laughs> yes, I'm really, I'm really good friends with his daughter, yeah, so they're definitely yeah. my second family. That's awesome. So what do you like to do when you're not racing? Is it bad because when that I'm there's not nothing racing, else. <laughs> is it bad? Because I'm always at a racetrack. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, I like to go back home. I love to be with my family. You know, they still live in Pensacola, Florida. So I go home, go to the beach, spend time with my little nephew. Um, that's a lot of fun to me. I like to get on anything fast. I love I love to go ride my four-wheeler and my dirt bike. And just being on a little old dirt road, just yep. just my myself and my little dirt bike. So I'm very much like a tomboy. <laughs> uh, Yeah, but I have a girly side too. You know, I like to go shopping. I like to get my nails done about twice a week. <laughs> just oh, goodness. <laughs> no. The nails done twice a week or shopping? Uh, Shopping. Shopping. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Too, too terribly bad, but. So you have two older sisters. I do, I do. And all of you, you said at one point, tried to race? We tried. <laughs> We're all different. You know, my, I'm, the, I'm the baby. I have a middle sister, Haley. She's into pageants and all that. And then my older sister, she loves racing, but she's more of the sidelines, get, make sure everything's good with hotels and make sure that we're all set she's up. She's like the business side she of it. Is, yeah. She is the business side of it. But I remember the first time when I was, my middle sister actually wanted to try racing. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> I was after a go-kart race and I was actually eight years old and it was my first year in getting into go-karts and um, she wanted just to practice afterwards. And I forgot to tell my dad during that race, I didn't have any brakes. And I thought at a young age that if I told my dad I didn't have brakes, I wasn't going to get a race. Um, so she went out there, and I completely forgot about it. And she almost ran over my brother-in-law. She got out screaming. It was it was just a bad deal. And so that didn't work out for her. Um, so she went the pageant route and the gymnastics and did all that. And then my older sister, she tried it once, too, and she got in a bad wreck. And my dad pulled her out right there and was like, it's just not for you. <laughs> that reminds me of growing up with Dale. And I was more of, the, I was the really outgoing child. You know, I liked to, got on my dad's dirt bike and rode it and, and goat carts and all these kind of things. And Dale was much more shy and timid. Mm -hmm. And one of the first times we were riding goat carts, we backed it into a big old guide wire that came off a telephone pole. And, you know, he got off screaming and, <laughs> and crying. And he was little, you know, he was probably like, eight or something and maybe even younger than that and, and riding the bicycle and flipping down the road and we had a my dad bought me a Volkswagen off of a junkyard mm -hmm. and we would tool around on the farm on that and one day I slammed into a tree and he couldn't get out his door and he's like he gets out and I was you know 14 he was probably 12 and 
He's screaming at me. I'm never riding with you again. <laughs> I'm walking back to the farm. You know, you don't know how to drive, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, to see him as the race car driver today, um, you know, it just, sometimes I look back at all and think that was not the child you were. Yeah. You know, he, he was very shy and very timid. So in siblings, you know, you'll have that. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I definitely wasn't shy. I was more like you. Hit a lot of trees, have a lot of scars, yeah. broke a lot of bones. <laughs> so it, I definitely was more like you. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't um, break my first bone till I was in my thirties. Thank goodness. <laughs> but um, I had, I know my dad. And going back to talking about my dad didn't want me to do those things, but I did, you know, and, and he would say, Oh, Kelly, your legs are too pretty. You don't want to scar up your (laughs) legs and you know, this and this. And, you know, I I remember I slid under the fence some once on the dirt bike and just, you know, my whole leg was nothing but road, road rash. And he was like, you don't want all scars on your legs and all this. So he was constantly just trying to talk me the other way. Mm -hmm. I think in, I think today the racers out there, I believe will promote their girls to more to want to get into racing just with society changing and it being more accepting um you know we saw ella gordon in a quarter midget practice jeff's daughter and uh there's so many little girls out there in the motorhome lot that if we're going to have generations of racers from this current generation they're going to have to be some females out oh, there because yeah. they don't have a lot of little boys out there in the motorhome lot <laughs> no that's that's really cool to see you know i remember like i said when i was younger my dad didn't want me to race either uh, my mom was the one that was really pushing it really yeah so that's that's a little different yeah but I feel like now he's 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 glad for it in a way yeah (laughs) in a way when you were in gosh you're still young you're only 22 so growing up in the sport are there other folks that you look up to in the sport on there there was um you know I guess when you growing up as a um as a female race car driver as young as I was you don't really know a lot about it but like hearing you speak um, at the woman conference we had at the Hall of Fame and with Shauna Robinson and and hearing all and Lynn St. James and seeing how all these people, all these young females and came up through the sport and how they did it is really neat to need to hear. And I feel like a lot of um, female drivers coming up through the sport really do need to recognize the history. Yeah, that is an important um, piece of it to me, too. And I think, you know, with the the world changing and things becoming more equal between men and women just in society in general have brought a lot more, you know, attention to, mm-hmm. to you guys now and the females now um, versus back then. It yeah. was, you know, Shauna and, and Patty Moise and folks like that that were in the series got their moments, but it was nothing that they could take and grow on because exactly. it was just, you know, people are like really females what are you doing yeah you know you don't belong here you don't belong here (laughs) and you know Wendy talked a lot Wendy Venturini talked a lot about even when I was a kid we didn't go in the garage you know Mm -hmm. that the boys ran off and went into the garage and and looked at the wrecked cars and this kind of stuff but we stayed in the paddock area and played and and our dads didn't really you know nurture us to want to be racers Mm -hmm. and um to want to do that so I, I didn't get in my first race car till I was 21 and it was kind of a bribe you know, for me to drive. And my dad, I was off to college and, and my dad said, you know, if you come home, you can race and, you know, we'll get you a little street stock car and you can have your own apartment. I was like, okay, cool. And, you know, that's where my racing began. But at that time I was full blown into college, got a job right after I raced and worked and my job, I was doing better and better. And it was like, okay, where are you going to race or are you going to work? And the work thing for me, was I don't want to say easier but it was easier I mean I was doing well at that and I was progressing and the racing thing you know nobody really wanted to take you serious so it was kind of at that time 
the barriers were much stronger to that made it much easier just to go the other direction. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I remember me when I started racing um, or starting to dab into late model stuff. Everyone told my dad, why are you putting her in a late model? She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't deserve to be there. And I feel like back a couple of years ago, people really focused on how we didn't belong. And now I feel like they're starting to have open an eye about everything and might be a, hopefully be a little bit easier. Yep. I, I I hope it will. And Danica is starting to see success yep. in the in the Sprint Cup series and and having more consistent mm-hmm. good runs and you know all of those things just continue will continue to propel you know the female aspect whether you're a driver or team member or in the business yep. end of it or whatever it is it will continue that. I know you always want to be in a race car driver because you're a racer, but do you have a timetable on on you know getting back in a touring series and and have you thought about you know, what Johanna wants to do if, you know, being a driver doesn't work out. It's so hard to think about. (laughs) It is. And like this past year has definitely gone through my mind. You know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do in my life? Because since I was eight years old, that's all I was trained to do is be at a racetrack every single weekend and and prep to be a race car driver. I'm not giving up at all. You know, I I still, I I think about other things to do, but nothing interests me. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) I want to be around racing um, for sure. But I have, I feel like I have a a good bit of time um, to really focus on um, trying to find sponsorship and proving myself that I do belong here. So I'm not thinking too much about the future, just thinking of right now, um, what I can do to better myself and hopefully get another opportunity. Yeah. Well, definitely the right way to look at it. I just know like in the back of your <laughs> mind, like somewhere there's got to be, going. okay, what's, <laughs> you know, time is on your side. That definitely not something hopefully. that you have to worry about right now. <laughs> yeah. It and is tough. It is very tough. So let's talk about the Snowball Derby, which is really kind of like the Super Bowl of late model racing. Um, happens in December down in your neck of the woods yeah. there. Cool. You were the 2010 race winner. Was that the first time you've raced the Snowball Derby, or had you raced it prior to that? Um, You know, that's a race that means so much to me and my family. Um, my dad actually raced it for 13 years, and that was my fourth um, Snowball Derby. It was, it was really exciting to win that for my fourth try because guys out there racing <laughs> some of the best. Oh, yeah. yeah there are 80 cars come to that race, 28 make it, and it is, it's a challenging race. It's 300 grueling laps. Anything can happen. That was really exciting. Um, just winning your fourth time, I guess, mean a lot to me and my family because I do live like a minute from that racetrack. Um, so all, all my family was there. My friends were there. And just winning it in front of my hometown fans was was an awesome feeling. It was definitely a memory that I'll never forget. Yeah, you shouldn't. It is um, those kind of things will continue to help keep your focus, you know, and, and thinking back on those memories and the success that you had to keep your focus on what you want your future to look like. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I love that racetrack and I love that race. You know, as a little girl growing up, I would just be so excited. It was like a holiday to me when the first week of December came around because we we just knew the Snowball Derby was coming. So I look forward to that every single year. Uh, I think that I'll probably run it every year as that I can, you can. As much <laughs> no matter, as I can. No matter what kind of racing you're doing. No, definitely not. So I know you get this question because I get this question all the time. What advice do you have for up-and-coming racers? Just never give up. You know, there it's a hard road. It's not easy because there's a lot of people that will tell you that you can't do it. Um, you just have to really push through. And if there's a railroad track, you have to figure out how to get across it. You just really have to push hard and never give up. Super advice. And what's the rest of your year look like? I'm just hoping being at a racetrack every single weekend. I'm really working hard, trying to run as many late model races as I can. Um, Also... I'm do you, try- are those late model races, do you, are those out of your family business or do you drive for someone or I a have, mix? <laughs> it's a mix. It is definitely a mix. Um, 
I race for a couple people in Pensacola. Um, my dad still has a car, so I run my dad's car. And there's a guy down south that I um, run. I've been running a couple of races for. A little bit of everything, you know. I'll if someone calls me, hey, you want to run my late model? You want to do this? I am all for it. Whatever you can get <laughs> Whatever in. Whatever I can get in, I'm going to do it. So the rest of the year is uh, a mix of all of that racing and, and just continuing to work on getting back into one of the touring series. Yep, we're working extremely hard for that. So hopefully. Hopefully, if I make wish, hopefully I can um, get in a couple or one or two this year. Um, so hopefully we can make that happen. Nice. Well, it's been really fun having you on. I'm glad we got to spend some time together and meet each other. And maybe you can ask me questions next time. So I, <laughs> I got to learn a lot about you. Yes, for sure. Um, and uh, I'll see you on Twitter. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you. Well, good luck. I, I know you're leaving today for a race. So good luck with that this weekend. And uh, we appreciate you joining us on Fast Lane Family. All right, so Amanda, uh, you embarked on a big cleaning project this past weekend, cleaning your deck furniture. Yeah. How'd that go with the Charlie Soap line? I, I didn't even want to, I'm not going to lie, but um, <laughs> we have... Uh, Who wants to clean their deck <laughs> yeah. furniture? We have this huge kind of round chair that's got cloth, like a big cloth padding on it. We have, obviously, you know, the chair and table set like everybody has. Well, those seats have like an outdoor cloth on them as well. And I have, I feel so terrible about this, but back in like March, I was like, I'm going to wait for all this pollen to fall and then I'm going to take care of this. Well, in July, I finally was like, all right, it's time to do this. So I went out there with um, the indoor outdoor and I sprayed it down really good. And actually, I think I let it set for like 15, 20 minutes because I don't know if I read it on their website, but they said that that's what helps kind of get it Bring absorb it. it. To the yeah. Top, right. And then I actually took that jug of oxygen bleach powder they had and mixed some of that. And I took just a sponge and scrubbed the crap out of all this stuff. I think I was out there for three hours, but I have not seen that chair because it's like a really light tan color. I've not seen it look that fantastic. So I didn't think it was going to take out everything it took. I mean, you're many years worth of pollen and yeah. everything else that's out there. And I so you actually have a tan chair now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It almost looks white, actually, which is fantastic. But I, it's probably my fault. I probably should take this furniture, like covers and all that in, in the wintertime and when you're supposed to. But Charlie Soap helped it. Thank Good. goodness. <laughs> well, I'll have to try that next year on my deck furniture. I've, I, we cleaned ours a little bit earlier than you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I'll have to give that a whirl uh, next year when it's time to bring all that back out. So go online to charliesoap.com and check out their full line of products. You can purchase the products on their website or use their store locator to find a retail store location near you carrying the product. We also want to hear from you, so test out their products with me and send me a tweet to let me know what you think, or you can also go to my Facebook page, and we'll start airing your responses right here on Fast Lane Family. It's time for Ask Kelly. Remember that you can submit your questions on my Twitter at Earnhardt Kelly using the hashtag Ask Kelly. And you can also go to my Facebook page, Kelly K. Earnhardt, and submit your questions there as well. Our first question is from Mary88 Racing. Is it true that Dale Jr. turned you into HR and got you written up during an argument? <laughs> This was quite a funny moment. This was a couple of years ago, um, and I cannot remember the exact thing that we were arguing or whatever we were talking about, but we were in my office and having a pretty heated discussion, which re really doesn't happen that often, but it did happen um, on this particular day. And I just remember Dale saying, that's not how you talk to the president of the company, and I'm going to write you up to HR, and I'm thinking, <laughs> ha, 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 like, I mean, I really run this place. So <laughs> you go tell HR and then I'll work on HR later. <laughs> so I don't I don't have anything in my file in HR that we could find. But the, it did happen and it was kind of a funny moment. And those are few and far between when we get kind of that heated. <laughs> this is from at Jereen1 on Twitter. 
With your schedule, are you able to do all your family's grocery shopping yourself, and do you plan and cook all your meals? Yes, sort of, I guess. I, I really do like to cook. I even like to grocery shop. I don't mind grocery shopping at all because I'm one of those shoppers. I go with the list, but I buy like 10 times as much that's on my list. Um, however, I do have, you know, a nanny that stays with my children during the day. And so I do ask her to do shopping. I still kind of plan out the meals in the list and, you know, tell her what to get. But she's really good at, at going to get what we need. And I have cooked all of our meals up until recently. I just recently decided to try a chef service. I, I met this individual through a networking event in Charlotte, a women's, a women's group of business owners. And it just intrigued me so much. I thought, well, that could be interesting. And it wasn't extremely expensive and so she's cooked for us now twice and she comes in and she cooks a whole mess of meals in one day in about a four to five hour period and then she leaves them frozen for us in the fridge so so far that's worked out pretty nicely but I do enjoy it but I also like the cooking aspect and the planning part of it I'm, I'm naturally a manager planner doer so although I do like to simplify things then I also run out of the challenge of you know doing those things that I like to do so finding the time yeah yeah, yeah so at Perk 42, was Junior ever overprotective of you when it came to your boyfriends over the years? I don't think that I remember a time when um, Dale was ever really overprotective. With him being younger and being a boy, they just weren't as mature into the situations at the time. So he never really was. He was more apt to want to tuck up on our wing and do whatever we were doing or, or be a part of stuff than he was to be real protective. And even today, uh, you know, in life through the years, he pretty much is like, if you're happy, I'm happy kind of person. So he doesn't put his perspective into it too much. Okay, it's final thoughts with Johanna. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Beach or mountains? Beach. Dogs <laughs> or cats? dogs hills or flats i'm a flat type of girl <laughs> got, her, got her flats on today massage or facial massage cooking or eat out definitely eating out i was gonna <laughs> say you're 22 I, I do not cook it's kind of dangerous dress or jeans and a tee i would dress on now but for sure jeans and a tee <laughs> city girl country girl country girl awesome well certainly appreciate it i hope you guys join us again next week for fast lane family Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Fastlane Family today. And thank you again to our new sponsor, Charlie Soap. Go online now to charliesoap.com and check out their unbelievable line of cleaning products. The best part about the products is that they're all green, so you can safely tackle all your tough jobs. Help support the people that help support us. Go to charliesoap.com today to purchase their full line of products.